0: Joshua chapter 6 verse 20, so the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 30 gives us some vital information about this. By faith, by faith that I mentioned by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. You think about that seven days, we'll talk more about that in a moment. But for now, we want to understand that the Bible is presenting something that happened by faith. This was what we call a stronghold city. And that's something the Bible speaks of often. Uh, and the reason for that is because sometimes we run up against a stronghold in our own life. It might not be looming like uh, stone walls of an ancient city, but it's very real nonetheless. By faith, then, God caused this stronghold to fall. First John chapter 5 and verse 4 says, Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I've heard messages, maybe you have too, that described how the walls of Jericho were impregnable, how they were impossible uh, to bring down by conventional means. Um, I disagree with that. Uh, that, uh, uh, George Patton was uh, credited with saying that fixed fortifications are monuments to the stupidity of man uh, The uh, walls of Babylon were far, far more difficult uh, than the walls of Jericho uh, The invading armies made it through them Great Wall of China, some of you may have seen it, I've only seen pictures But far more impressive Didn't keep back the armies Uh, Babylon, uh, the fabled uh, city of Troy. Now, there might be some mountain citadel somewhere on the planet that has never been conquered, but even then, it probably could have been. Had people been sufficient, certainly the walls of Jericho were susceptible to the good old-fashioned battering rams, ladders, and a causeway uh, would have eventually brought it down. But with great, listen, with great loss of life, many men would have died bringing down the walls of Jericho by conventional means. By faith, by faith, the Bible says, the walls of Jericho fell down. You see, God is telling us something in this passage. Sometimes the strongholds that we face are on the inside. They come about in our life because we fail to heed the biblical warning in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 27 that tells us, be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. We thought we just got mad. We were holding a good old-fashioned grudge, aggravated, not getting along. But when we hold on to our anger, the Bible tells us it gives, us a pl- it gives place to the devil. It gives him a foothold, a stronghold in our life. And a lot of times the way that uh, we respond to that, it drives us to sin and, and things maybe that we thought we were through with, maybe something that we struggle with, some stronghold in our life. We call it a, a trigger point. Uh, that is, that anger then uh, drives us to something else, someplace, bad and often habitual behavior, stronghold. Sometimes the strongholds are on the outside Uh, You may be living next door to someone that's just almost impossible. You might find yourself in uh, a home life that is difficult. You might be trapped in a job or in a business. Uh, Some fighting seemingly unending battles of financial difficulties, health problems, trouble in our extended family. Sometimes things are on the outside, sometimes on the inside. Sometimes strongholds are of our own making, bad decisions, bad choices, bad behavior. Can sometimes create a stronghold that almost seems to make it impossible for us to ever be what God wants us to be or do what God wants us to do. Sometimes strongholds are demonic. Uh, Make no mistake, when we dedicate ourselves to God and set out to do things for God, you can expect opposition from the devil. He is going to put things in your path to make life difficult or impossible, seemingly impossible. There are strongholds. There will be strongholds. We're going to face them inside, outside, of our own making, or from the enemy. They're going to come. Obstacles will be in our path. And so the story of how God used faith to overcome strongholds is good for this season and for any season. going to do this hurriedly tonight. So let's go through the passage. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 1. Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went in, none came out. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I've given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Right up front, what looked like an incredible obstacle was in fact an opportunity. And that's just not pop psychology. It's right there in the text. God says, look, the city is all shut up. I've given the whole city in your hand. We've got them, God says, exactly where we want them. But when we approach it from God's perspective then, we must call upon the power of God. And that's spelled out for us in Romans chapter 4. Look, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, which quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they are. God calls things that aren't as though they are. He called the city of Jericho conquered when the walls were still standing. He called Abraham the father of multitudes when as yet he was the father of none that God acknowledged. Abraham's effort at human ingenuity was a disaster, one that we're still paying for. Had Joshua made that kind of decision, it would have been just as disastrous. He did not. And thank God he didn't, because God said, I have given you the city. When he knelt before the captain of the Lord's host and surrendered to him, that plan of God was set and settled in his mind. And so a faith victory then calls on us to acknowledge the omnipotence, the incredible power of God. If we're not calling on the power of God, then the chances are we're not walking by faith. All we're doing is what we see that we can do. A faith victory then is one of obedience. It came to pass on the seventh day, verse 15, that they rose early about the dawning of the day and they marched around the city seven times. In the same manner. On that day only, they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened when the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. The shout of victory came first. The shout of victory came first. Now there were well-armed men certainly involved in this conflict. And we need to be armed if we're going to enter into a faith battle. And that's why Ephesians chapter 6 calls on us to put on the whole armor of God. Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. But let's understand, they were shouting before the battle even began. God said, I have given you the city. So they were relying on God, but they were also prepared for spiritual conflict. They were also to take the ark with them, which was emblematic of the presence of God among them. So they were relying not only on the power of God, but they were filled with the Spirit of God, which is that practical presence of God in the lives of all of His people today. There were seven priests. On the seventh day, that they walked seven times. Six is man's number. I don't make a lot of numerics in the Bible, but six is man's number, while seven is a number of perfection. There is something about that sevenfold obedience. Listen tonight. God wants us to notice it. Sometimes, in dealing with problems and difficulties in life, we want a one day victory. That this wasn't a one-day victory. They had to do this seven times a whole week that they had to walk in victory. Sometimes in your life and mine, dealing with the problems of life it's not even going to be a one-week victory. You know this. It's going to be something that's going to require obedience, not just for a day. We want to obey God for a day. And all our problems go go away. Obey God for a week sometimes. Still not there the important thing by the use of the number seven was that they were doing exactly what God told them to do and they kept doing it. They kept doing it. Then they were to blow the ram's horn trumpets. Oh, I tell you what, I love hearing the sound of the trumpets blowing in, in our church. And French horn, I, I love them all. Uh, worship, you see, is a vital part of a faith victory. Over the strongholds of life. When God has given you a victory. Then we, we shout and praise him. And glorify him for what he has done. In the faith victory. They were called upon to be quiet. Shh. Be quiet. In fact God told them to walk around the city. And don't say anything. Now, you know what happens. Sometimes our faith decisions get talked to death. I tell you what, we can talk ourselves out of faith. It's amazing how we can do that. Uh, the faith way doesn't always look like the safe way, and we acknowledge that. And These people, though, uh, were required of God just be quiet. Chances are, had they been walking around the walls of the city of Jericho, they would have been talking about them, had they talked. Somebody, no doubt, would have been talking about the plan. This doesn't seem like a great military strategy to me. But they didn't need to be talking about the plan, and they didn't need to be talking about the walls. In their hearts, they needed to be thinking about God. And sometimes, thinking about God, listen, is more important to us than talking about our problems. A lot of times in life, when we're facing a stronghold, we talk our stronghold up and talk the power of God down. We talk the stronghold up and talk our faith right out the window. So God told them, don't do that. Don't do that. Lastly, tonight, Their faith victory then is obvious. (laughs) When the walls fell down flat, when the people conquered the city, when everything was destroyed in accordance with the plan of God, Joshua chapter 6 and verse 17 was played out before them. Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction it and all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live. She and all who are with her in the house because she hid the messengers that we sent. And you, by all means, abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. Verse 26, then, Joshua charged them at that time. Very interesting thing. He said, Cursed be the man before the Lord. Who rises up and builds this city Jericho, he shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest, he shall set up the gates. First Kings chapter 16 and verse 34 tells us. In his days, Hiel of Bethel built Jericho. He laid its foundation with Abiram, his firstborn. And with his youngest son Segeb, he set up its gates. According to the Lord, which he had spoken through Joshua the son of Nun. Now, Bible commentaries differ about what this exactly means. Uh, some suggest, as I, I seem to believe, that the text actually suggests that whoever it was that was going to build the city of Jericho was going to pay for it with the life of his oldest son and his youngest son who would die in the construction. And that that actually played out. But you don't find that particularly in the text. And so some suggest that this simply means that it was going to take a long time. He'd spend a lifetime and the lifetime of his sons building the city of Jericho because it was a cursed place. But of course they did. They built it back. And you can still visit it today. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 tells us this, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Chances are tonight there is some place of difficulty in your life, in your family's life, some place of struggle. Doesn't seem to be any way out. Maybe you fought up against it again and again and again and again and it doesn't seem to go anywhere. It's just there. Strongholds we've all experienced then don't go away with time. They don't fix themselves. They don't get weaker as time goes on. But I can tell you that they do fall to people who mightily believe God. They fall to faith. God has a way when we believe Him and trust Him of taking care of those strongholds. might not be our way, but it's His way. And isn't it wonderful when we're able to stand at something that was such an obstacle, such a hindrance, such a burden, such a, a troublesome thing to us, and all of a sudden, it's gone. God's dealt with it. Sometimes those people who have made themselves your enemy, God turns them into a friend. One of my favorite stories about this in the Bible is the story of Saul. Saul of Tarsus, a man who hated the name of Christ and everybody who named the name of Christ and who set out to destroy it. Who knows how many prayers were prayed about God doing something with this man called Saul. I wonder how many people looked at Saul as they prayed, as they thought of him, and imagined God's gonna save that man. (laughs) Turn him into an apostle and a missionary. Sometimes your strongholds get saved, folks. God changes them. And all of that problem, all that trial, all that difficulty, just in a moment, is changed. Because somebody, somebody gets saved. Somebody gets their heart right with God. Who knows what can happen in your world, in your family's life, in, in our community, in our nation, if God moves to save people. We continue on then in faith, calling on the omnipotence of God, trusting in Him, knowing that He'll move us through. Maybe tonight uh, you have never come to that place as a believer in Christ where uh, you could understand about how faith addresses these strongholds in your life. Maybe tonight is your night just to give that stronghold to God, trust Him with it by faith. Maybe faith is a whole new experience for you. You've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Maybe this is the night that you realize that when Jesus died on the cross, His death had your name on it. That His offer of salvation comes to you. And you know right where you sit tonight, because the Holy Spirit of God is convicting your heart right now as I'm speaking. You know you need to be saved. And you can be. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved.